The LA Clippers had one of those dreaded matinee games on Saturday afternoon against the Detroit Pistons. And just like the recent game against the Detroit Pistons, it wasn't the most straightforward win, but the Clippers got it done. Why was it so complicated to get the win and so hard against a team with such a losing record? And how about the performance of Paul George in the win? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know. What you thought of Paul George's performance? Do you have any concerns about the game? I mean, the Clippers got it done. The small ball lineup I'm going to be talking about in this game is what helped us get it done. And PG-13 was the standout for me. And I got to give a shout-out to Amir Coffey because of the way he played as well. But going to be talking about the game as a whole. Clippers winning this one 112-106, to extending their undefeated mark when I do not attend games this season at or don't attend home games, of course, to seven and oh, it was my seventh missed game of the season. Clippers with the win are now 20 and five at home, 35 and 16 on the season, which makes them 32 and nine in their last 41 games and 27 wins out of the last 33. The Clippers, despite the fact that this was not a very straightforward win, they had to play hard till the very last quarter, and it was not a blowout or anything of that nature. They got it done, and that's all that matters. At the end of the day, you've got to find a way to get it done. And the reason why this game was tough, I mean, I don't know. You could point it to a number of reasons, one being the early start, but I don't like making excuses for that. The youth and athleticism of the Detroit Pistons seemed to give us some problems, particularly for the second time this season, Jaden Ivey, who since Monty Williams has started empowering him and giving him the minutes that he deserves and put him in the starting lineup, he has shown how good he can be. And he was not you know, able to be contained in this game. He was getting to the basket at will. And then Jalen Duran was doing a good job on the glass. And I just thought as a whole, the Detroit Pistons played very well in this game. In the first half, they were shooting 44% from three. Now for the game, they completely cooled down in that regard and shot 30% from three for the game. They went two for 14 from deep in the second half. But that seven for 16 mark, they were honored in the first half. And in addition to that, the Clippers weren't necessarily world beaters on offense. I mean, we shot 39% in the second quarter. And the Pistons, who out-rebounded us on the offensive boards, 14-0 to in the game, 
had an 11 to nothing advantage at that point at halftime in the offensive rebounding department. So we just got completely outworked. You look at the Pistons team. You say, okay, is it because they have a lot of size? Because the Clippers' weakness is size in the front court. But they were starting Mike Muscala at the four. Like, Asar Thompson, I will say, he is a fantastic young offensive rebounder. But the fact that they got 14 offensive rebounds to our zero, I thought a lot of it, and Mike Fratello even said it in commentary, a lot of it was just effort. you got to put up. We play smaller lineups. So we have to do a job individually. The players have to do a job individually of boxing their guy out, even if it's not their guy. For example, if you get switched on to someone new and it's not an ideal matchup for a rebound, it doesn't matter. You need to gang rebound. You need to at least box out and make the ref call something or make the guy grab it over your head. This was just a simple, oh, it's the Pistons. It's early in game. I'm not feeling it. You know, it was that kind of vibe, in my opinion. Now, in this game, Terrence Mann started out guarding Cade Cunningham, Kawhi on Asar Thompson, Zoo and Jalen Duren were matched up against each other, Harden on Mascala. And on the other side, Jaden Ivey on James Harden yet again. Remember, James Harden on the road trip, when he played Detroit, he shot 1 for 10 in the game. Asar guarded Kawhi and Cade guarded PG. Of course, both teams switching 1 through 4. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, Jalen Duren was in the high drop. Our bigs are, were in drop for the most part, Plumley and Zoo's always in drop for the most part. Plumley was in drop as well. We got no Tice in this game. But what I thought was interesting was that the Clippers were targeting their guards more so than Duran. A couple of times Duran switched late. You know, he was in drop coverage. He, the Clippers didn't get the ideal shot that we wanted. And then he would switch on the perimeter to guard Harden or Kawhi. And he showed me that he can move his feet pretty well, and he's fairly agile on the perimeter. Now, I probably need a bigger sample size to confirm that, but from what I saw in this game, that was the case. And we weren't really creating the advantages that I thought we were cre- that we probably expected to create, putting the big in the pick and roll like we always do, like James Harden always is able to create. So we started targeting their guards, you know, guys like Cade to guard Kawhi and these kind of things, and. I mean, we did score enough to win the game, but it was not the smoothest thing in the world. Kawhi would get doubled in the post at times, and I have to say, I would double Kawhi a lot in isolation or in the post if I were another team because it seems as though at times he takes a little too long to pass the ball when teams are loading up or doubling on him. Just an observation. I think he needs to do a better job swinging it quick. But... For the most part, he's good. Now, what I thought took over this game, because the Clippers, we were up 31-30 after one. But in the second quarter, as I said, we went ice cold. And the Pistons outscored us 28-18 to in the second. As I said, we were shooting well, but we were not hitting our threes. While the Pistons were playing very well. Jaden Ivey was able to get to the rim with no resistance. Uh, Cade Cunningham was walking into jump shots. We weren't doing a great job getting back in transition. So it was tough. It was tough. And James Harden in the first half, especially in the second quarter, I don't know what he was doing. He was just turning the ball over, playing really lazy. He couldn't get by anyone in the first half. He couldn't even get by Muscala. And I have to say, the last couple of weeks, he has not been getting by guys the same way he did like in December. I don't know if I should be concerned about this, but... 
I've called it out for a couple of games now. And he did have those great games against Miami and Atlanta, but a lot of that was his three ball was just falling. And I don't want it to just be that if his step back isn't falling, he's not going to be great in what he does in the pick and roll and all that, getting the step. Because if you get a good drop big that can potentially switch and then a good pick and roll point of attack defender, which, you know, that combination a lot of teams don't have, but the really good teams might. And then we might be in trouble with Harden. But again, I'm hoping that the All-Star break gets him some rejuvenation because even though he played a little better in that third quarter, I mean, let's look at his line for the game. 14 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. So he almost, you know, he almost got a double-double. But he had 5 turnovers. 5 turnovers on 4 for 11 shooting, 2 for 8 from 3, 4 for 4 from the line in 36 minutes. So it just wasn't a very good game for him. I thought defensively he had a couple of nice rotations, but there were also some times where he was very lazy getting back. Second quarter, it was just wild. The one thing I will say is, though, it shocks me that he played 36 minutes because in the first quarter... Harden came out with seven minutes to go in the first. So he really only played the first five minutes of the first when uh, before Russ came in. So I thought that was going to be an effort to play him less, but it really wasn't. And if I look at his minutes distribution per quarter, first quarter, he played not even five, four minutes and 49 seconds. Second quarter, he played nine minutes and 47 seconds. He was playing badly, so they put Westbrook in. Then the third quarter, he played 9 minutes and 39 seconds. And then the fourth quarter, he played the entire quarter, as did Paul George. And I got to say, what turned the game around for us was the small ball. Daniel Tice didn't get minutes in this game. Uh, no comment on that for now. We might save that for another episode. But as I said, it looks like Plumlee is being preferred to Tice now. Now that Zoo's back. I don't think it was detrimental or anything like that, but Mason Plumlee didn't even touch the floor in the second half. We went with a small ball lineup, and I don't think it was because Zoo was bad or getting killed in pick and roll, but I think it was because we wanted to space them out a bit, uh, have a little bit of speed on the court, scramble, and not only make them cover ground defensively, but also switch so we can make them play more isolation one-on-one basketball. And we were up by 10. I'm sorry, we are down by 10. 72-62 with 4 minutes and 34 seconds in the third. And then we had Russ, Norm, Kawhi. And then a combination of, at first it was Harden, then Amir, then Terrence. All these guys, one of those three with those, with Amir. I'm sorry, one of those three with Russ, Norm, and Kawhi to end that quarter. And Kawhi started getting going to end that quarter with 8 points. He cut it down to five. He had a dunk, an and one, and a three. And for the rest of the game, the Clippers were small. Paul George was cooking in the fourth quarter. We had James Harden out there, Norman Powell, Amir Coffey, and Paul George. And then Russ, and then Kawhi came in for him. Sadly, Norman Powell took a nasty hit. He was gushing out blood. He said he'll be fine. He's a tough guy. I'm hoping he'll play against Minnesota and it's nothing too serious. But we went small the rest of the game. I think it worked. You know, we stayed in front a little bit better, got a little scrappier. And then Paul George, he really was unbelievable in this game. Two straight threes in the fourth quarter to put us up 107-94, which kind of sealed the deal. But that small ball lineup really unlocked us. I just think it it shouldn't have been this hard. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. We got the job done. James Harden didn't play well. 
but Paul George did. And coming up, going to be talking more about Paul George, what made his performance so special, and what started turning the game around for the Clippers. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn is the best place to hire or get hired. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Just post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can find also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. All right, Clippers winning this one 112 to 106 on those dreaded afternoon weekend games at the Staples Center. Of course, this is our last year, so I don't want to say enjoy it, but, you know, enjoy the fact that it's not going to last very long. And we're going into the Intuit Dome next year, and we'll have priority with whatever we want to do schedule wise. Damn right. But the Clippers got the job done, and that's the most important thing. And they wouldn't have been able to do it without Paul George, who has been struggling a bit of late. So it was really great to see him just absolutely cook. He was hooping in the second quarter, and then those big shots in the fourth. Knocking down catch-and-shoot threes, but also just in his bag one-on-one. And he was great the entire game. And I also thought he did a good job defensively, bodying up, fighting over screens, and just being the Paul George that we know he can be on that end of the floor, taking pride, guarding guys one-on-one, and getting active, getting the ball, loose balls. In this game, offensively, he had 33 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals. So there you go. That doesn't mean you played good defense, though, but I'm just saying it matched the eye test. Three steals, just one turnover. He really shot in this game, and it was okay with me. 14 for 24 from the field for PG, 4 for 13 from 3, so he was 10 for 11 from 2. Oh my God. It just shows that PG doesn't have to settle so much, but I get it. He's shooting so well from 3, and he has so many different ways that he can hit 3s. You encourage him to take it more for the math. Again, I've always been pro Paul George. Get to the basket. Get closer to the basket. You really are a special talent, but hey, I'm not on the coaching staff. I think a balance is necessary. But he's better when he's aggressive, point blank, end of story. I've watched him now for five years. He's got, he still has some bounce. Like that dunk he had in the second half, I was like, that actually made me jump out of my seat. I was like, you know, he still has this stuff. 
it's all in his mind, in my eyes. Everyone's talking about the groin, this, the groin, that. Is the groin still injured? Listen, that groin, it's it's a lingering injury. It's a groin injury. It's not going to f- just go away all of a sudden. Maybe in the all... He made it to the All-Star game, so he won't get that much rest. But he will get some rest. And the All-Star game's coming up at the end of this week. So we'll see. I'm hoping it's healing, which it probably is. But I don't think it's that much different than the last game he played. I think he was just better in this game. So good for PG. As far as the no big thing, it's not that I don't trust Tyson Plumley, but there are just going to be some times where Ty is going to want to go small, and it just comes down to everybody else doing their part. As PG said after the game, like she got to get scrappy, got to get physical, and take pride. And I think guys like Russell Westbrook are really good for that. And Russ, you know, he started out the game with a bad three, in my opinion, then a jump pass that ended up in a turnover, passed out of the shot. But overall, I thought he was pretty good. Got to the rim, made some plays defensively, had a buzzer-beating three to end the second quarter, which gave us a little bit of nice momentum going into that second half. But I thought he was pretty good overall. Haven't even seen his stat line until right now. 13 points, three boards, two assists, and a steal. Just one turnover, so it was on that pass out of the shot. But he took care of the ball otherwise, which is great. And he shot 50% from the field and three. And he followed the rule. He was one for two from three, and he shot that third one, and he hit it. Five for ten from the field for Russ. Two for four from three in 28 minutes. And he was a plus ten, which was tied for the highest on the Clippers with Norman Powell, who I thought was very quiet in this game and then you couldn't miss him when the blood was gushing out that looked bad but one of his quieter games he played 23 minutes and was just one for three didn't get a three-point shot off or a free throw off two points so a rare very quiet game for norm we played our regular nine-man rotation but mason Plumley played 12 minutes all in the first half he had six points and five rebounds on one for two shooting. So he wasn't bad in his minutes. But again, Ty saw what he saw. He went small and it worked. We outscored the Pistons 27 to 23 in the third. But in the fourth, it was our best quarter, 36 to 25. And I haven't mentioned anything really about Kawhi. So I'll mention it now. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, again, he was getting doubled here and there. So he didn't get as many shots off as Paul George. He had some solid stretches in this game. But it was a long – and I want to see what he shot in that second quarter because it felt like he could not hit at that moment. Yeah, 0 for 3, so there you go. But in the game, he was 7 for 18, so not the best shooting night for him. 3 for 7 from 3, though, and 7 for 7 from the line. He finished with 24 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 turnovers. The Clippers turned the ball over 11 times. He had three of them, James Harden. I'm sorry, yeah, 11 times. He had three of them. James Harden had five of them. So between those two, we had eight turnovers. If it's Zubats, he played 20 minutes. He was a minus 11, but I think it was just that the Pistons starters were playing really well. I actually thought he had some good moments in drop coverage before he came out for the rest of the game in that third quarter. He had six points, five rebounds, two blocks, on two for three shooting in 20 minutes. But yeah, we did not play centers that much. Just 20 minutes for Zoo, 12 minutes for Mason. But again, when you have contributors like Paul George playing at the way he was playing, and then the guy I'm going to talk about coming up in Amir Coffee. How well has he been playing? Going to be talking about him and looking ahead to the Minnesota game coming up. I got to tell you a little something about Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? 
Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, Clippers winning this one 112 to 90s. Oh, 112 to 106 over the Detroit Pistons. They're now 35 and 16 on the season through 51 games, 20 and 5 at home. And let me tell you something. Kawhi Leonard's played 47 of those 51. Paul George has played 48 of those 51. Russell Westbrook's played every single game this season. And James Harden has played 46. And I'm still knocking, baby. Yeah, let's go. I am just in wonderland right now, I guess you could say. But just taking it one game at a time and appreciating seeing these boys play consistently for the first time in five freaking years consistently. And I know that may be harsh about the 2020 and 2021 season. I really don't care when Kawhi was doing load management or we were doing load management for him, whatever you want to talk about with that conversation. It was tough when you just knew during a back-to-back one of your stars wasn't going to play. This is different and I love it. And it doesn't matter if we have ugly wins. We won. And you know, one of the guys that's really been helping winning lately and has always helped winning when he's gotten the chance the brewmaster, the Fulger soldier, Amir Coffee, who has been vital in the small ball lineups of late. His defense has been good. And to be honest, he might be having a better season than Terrence. And that's no problem for me. Even though Terrence Mann is my favorite player on the team, there's no problem if Amir Coffee is having a better season than Terrence. They're both Clippers that were drafted by the team, and I love them both. Amir, 12 points. One rebound, uh, one steal, one block. As I said, active defensively as usual. But the thing that's been putting him over Terrence for me, potentially this season, is he's been shooting the three ball with more confidence, and he's been hitting it. Two for five from three for Amir in this game. Three for eight from the field in 27 minutes. And I thought one of the big sequences of the game was in the fourth quarter when we went small. uh, Well, we were small. We hit Amir. Amir Coffey hit a three. Then we got a steal, and Norm had that layup with his left hand to make it 96-92. That was Norm's only basket of the game. So after that happened, I knew we were going to walk away. or walk, I say walk away with it, not run away with it, because we didn't run away with it. They still made a little run at the end, even after we went up 13 and cut it down 107-102. They went on an 8-0 run. But we got the job done, and that was important. Even with Fontecchio, who was hot, you know, he had a good game. Let's read some of the lines for Detroit, honestly. Fontecchio had 20 points, and it was his first game as a Piston. And then Ivy had 23, and Cade had 22 points, 6 boards, and 10 assists. Listen, that guy's good. Both of them are good, but Cade is really good to me. He's a great pick-and-roll player. He's starting to really get that jump shot, that mid-range down, so you can't really go under the screen, and in drop coverage, you could kill. He's a good passer that can see over the defense at his size. 
as far as Harden, I thought he made some good passes, but he wasn't very good. He made some good passes, though, and I think he did. He was much better in the second half. Let's look at his second half stats compared to the first because second half, he definitely contributed to the win. Second half, he had 11 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block on three for six shooting and turned the ball over twice. So much better. I mean, that was basically almost all the good stuff that came from his stat line. It was all in that second half because in the first half, he had three points, six assists, and three turnovers on one for five shooting, and all of his shots were threes. So definitely performed better in the second half. Paul George is really a standout, but Amir Coffey, He's been really good. You know, attacking the basket, attacking closeouts, knocking down the open three, and playing D. Now, the Monday game. Again, I won't be there. So you know what that means. We got a good chance to win. Minnesota. Anthony Edwards. This is a huge game for the standings. Huge. It would be really nice to get a win here because we lost them last time in Minnesota, and it's only our second time seeing these guys. I'm really disappointed I won't be there. Coaching exploits. But anyway... I think that the team is going to do this, and we need to do it. Let's see how we combat their size. I would like to see James Harden have a better game than Detroit and Minnesota. And hopefully Kawhi Leonard is the best part of the court. And we'll see if we go small against them. I'm very curious to see how much small ball we go versus having Zoo. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper and L.A. sports content. And Locked on Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let me know what you think. Give me some predictions for the Minnesota game. And let me know what you thought of Paul George's performance. Anything from the Detroit game. But Monday will be fun. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.